Hi everyone, I'm Allison Rygard, and today on the Gear.com show, I will be chatting with Richard Clavette from Odlo. Richard is the performance category manager for all those running and cycling lines. In this episode, we discuss the key role high quality goods play in a closed loop system and how the geeky details can make a product go from good to great. I hope you enjoy. I think I think one of the most the interesting things for me is we when I joined the company, you know, I was really I came from a bigger company, and uh, so we really I really came into Odlo with like a, I guess a, a different perspective than, than Odlo as a brand. It was really interesting to be part of that journey, and uh, and we really when we looked at the full range and it it's entirely on left to right. I mean, all, all the different levels of the product. I think one of the things that popped out to me is that we we need to do a better job on sustainability, and we really, as a brand, we were we were known for that. But there was a, there obviously next level. There's another level to that, and I think in most cases we were really able to look at product by product, collection by collection, and without really raising the price for our customers or or having an effect on the performance of the product, we introduced sustainable materials, sustainable way of producing the product, and really not like i said focusing on the fact we don't want to reduce performance because that's why customers are buying odd low product right we don't want to reduce mm-hmm. comfort because that's an important thing if you're running cycling hiking or whatever and on top of that we really wanted to try and focus on european production where possible now in a lot of my ranges are a lot of them are coming out of southeast asia so that is a is a challenge in some cases so there we've really focused on the most sustainable materials possible and the most sustainable mix of materials and then, of course, if we look at other ranges, like certainly Dan's sports underwear, that's where we can look at our European facility to reduce our transport footprint. So not only sustainable foot materials, but also local for local, local production, local materials, and really have a kind of a all-encompassing sustainable message there, right? So that mm-hmm. was kind of around the sustainability. And I think going forward for me is, you know, we, we really want to continue our journey to like 100%. And do we get 100%? That's a very, very big target, a, big, a, a very strong goal, right? But mm-hmm. as we go through each renewal, each product cycle, we are really, that's kind of the first filter we have. You know, this is the performance side of things, but hey, how can we look at the materials we're using? Are there sustainable options? And it's not just necessarily about the materials, but you've got a, a ton of other stuff in a, in a jacket, for instance. You've got zippers, you've got pop studs, you've got draw cords. All these little bits add up to this sustainable package, right? And sometimes it really means going through your bill of materials with like a, a fine-tooth comb to identify where the, you know, where the winds are, right? Where you can really make a difference. So that's kind of a, a, an automatic filter for the design and development team. Whenever I breathe in, this is one of the kind of the filters we definitely look at as one of our main, one of our main field product filters when designing and developing new products. And I think one of the, you know, we've really you may have heard it from Dan as well. Like we, we really believe we're the craftsmen. You know, that's kind of our our mantra. Odlo is the craftsman. So when we when we do this, as I said before, we don't want to affect or reduce the performance, comfort, fit, whatever of our garments. So we always design our product through the eye of the consumer. I think one of the when I came in as well, one of the things I kind of hit straight away was, hey. This stuff's got to be zero distraction. I'm a runner. I run a lot. And the last thing I want is to put on a piece of apparel and it, to annoy me when I'm running, not to breathe enough, not to, to be flapping around, to be noisy, whatever that is. 
So that was kind of in all my briefs of like zero distraction. Think how this garment is going to work when you're wearing it, when you're out on the trails, when you're out on the streets, whatever. So this is kind of the other kind of major filter we have. Look it through the eyes of the consumer. How is this going to work for the consumer? How is it going to fit and, and feel when this consumer is uh, wearing the product? So when you, we always kind of design our product thinking as of a total, let's say, package. So Oddlow is obviously the engineers of active layers. So we start really from the outside, inside out. And mm -hmm. uh, most of my running product is kind of mid layers to jackets and stuff. And then you've got your sports underwear, of course, underneath that. So when we're designing product, we also think about how, how would you layer this product? So especially for new runners, this is one of those important like get to know things, right? You know, how do I, what product do I wear for which condition, which level of product, which layering of product, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something we really are very conscious about when we're designing product. If, if there's a great sports underwear piece, what running apparel does that work with? How can you mix and match and combine different parts of our collection to get you this great outfit that's going to work for you in, I don't know, plus 10, minus 15, whatever the conditions, is it rainy, windy, whatever. And mm -hmm. we really think about that kind of across category that we, we build these collections, not just with our category head on, but looking wider than that one single category, you know. So I think that's really important. And um, it's one of those things that, as a runner, I think you you may buy your, I don't know, your waterproof jacket, but that same jacket could also be used for an emergency hiking piece, right? You just stuff it in your pack, you go for your hike, and hey, you've got your lightweight waterproof jacket, which you just, you know, pull on when it starts to rain, you know, in, in the hills or whatever. So I think more and more consumers are looking at the functionality, the multifunctionality of product. So while we design our running products specifically for runners through the lens of running, we shouldn't disregard the fact that it may not just be used for running. And I think that's, you know, certainly when people are looking online, that is, a, I think, a serious consideration when you've got such a broad choice of product, you're going to kind of pick a jacket. If it's a 200 euro or dollar waterproof jacket, then you're going to pick something that maybe works for other sports or pursuits that you have, you know? So I think that's an important consideration as we work through our product briefing process, as we work through our designing process. Absolutely. I think personally as a consumer, that's something I really look for, right? That multi-functionality and like how to, can I cross-pollinate my pieces to mm. my various activities? Yeah, I think that's really key. And then too, right, that just adds to the sustainability element where it's like thinking of sustainability in broad strokes as well, mm. right? It's not just the materials you're sourcing that are sustainable and reused, right, and repurposed. And it's not just the footprint of the production or that buying loop, uh, but it's also how do you make that one piece function across multiple areas so you can only, you only need to buy one item, right? right and it, you right. can use it across. I think yeah, I, I, I put it here, but like the most sustainable product is the one you can use for many sports for many years. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's like for me, you know, I've got running jackets as well that I, I won't mention the brand, but they're, <laughs> they're you know, there's stuff that I, I, I've i had from Odlo now for a couple of years. And I just want to I don't I won't renew them because they're still working. Right. They're still great pieces. And as long as you buy in, in colors that work for you, you can you can use those for many years. I mean, we stand behind our products being high, yeah, high quality built to last. And that's mm -hmm. I think. I think more and more consumers, at least talking to my friends, colleagues that are 
realizing that it's it's better to pay for something that's of high quality and lasts for a longer time than keep renewing your staff for every year because they yeah it's it's just the best way to go and it's the best way to be really truly sustainable right absolutely yeah i think i've always been a proponent of spending more up front to have something last longer and i think more and more consumers are making that switch now looking yeah. at like wow like our textile waste in as a globe is outrageous and we need right. to do what we can at the individual level to reduce that um yeah i think it's it's yeah it's very important and then although specifically i mean not all i have a few pieces too and i absolutely love them and to your point of zero distractions right when i'm wearing my cycling gear whenever i stop i don't have to adjust like i do with some of my other cycling gear and now it's just become my go-to piece because it never it doesn't get in the way it's not distracting and that's really important um but also just um thinking about how you know these um these pieces can last a lifetime if you care for them right because they are such high quality but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be totally trashing your stuff right <laughs> no they're not bulletproof that's for sure i mean we yeah. i think that's a lot of these and you're talking about like the education of these new consumers you know not just about when they're outside but also the use of their product and I think product care is a very important part of that package, right? And mm -hmm. uh, we obviously do our best to educate people on our website, our garment care uh, labels on the garment itself. But if you if you chuck a, a mega lightweight jacket into the 60 degree uh, wash, you know it's not going to come out in looking as good as it did when it went in. So I think there's a there's this also this educational piece about garment care, garment use, you know, not washing. I mean, I have rain jackets or at least. Uh, windproof jackets that I basically don't wash because mm -hmm. as soon as you wash them you start affecting the performance of that jacket you block it with washing liquid or powder you're washing maybe a little bit of the protective coating off the outside of the material you know there's 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 damage that you maybe don't even see but it's happening and it will affect your your running experience because hey this is not breathing as well as it did or this is this is starting to leak a little bit oh, I wonder why that bonded seams now can undone you know so there's is there's a the more experience you have with the sport and with the, the garments you use for that sport the more you know obviously how you're going to care for that stuff because at the end of the day you pay a lot of money for it so you you know you want to look after it mm -hmm. absolutely so thinking of um the two lines running and cycling is there a particular product that you're like more excited about or especially proud of out of those two lines I think one of the one of the main ones is that the dual dry waterproof jacket, which we introduced in spring summer twenty. Uh, maybe yeah. you've uh, seen that jacket or had it on or whatever. That is for me. I mean, that was I would say groundbreaking is maybe a big word, but it really was the lightest, the the most breathable rainproof jacket on the market for a couple of years. Still is. I checked recently, and we still don't have anybody in our competitive sphere that. Um, that hits the breathability level we have on that jacket. And uh, so that is, for me, as an amazing product. I mean, I don't take any uh, uh, responsibility for that jacket. My predecessor was the guy that breathed that in. But we uh, we briefed it, we brought it to market, and it's it was it's a 250 euro jacket, right? It's not cheap, but it's been a major, a major, major success for Odd Lowe's a brand. And I think it's really elevated our, let's say, elevated our, um, brand image among runners, you know, because runners and, and trail runners especially have picked on this and say, hey, this is something I can just, it's so lightweight, 
I can just stuff it in the back of my pocket. I can put it in my pack. I don't even know I've got it with me until I need it. And for me, that was a real key takeaway. You know, this this zero distraction again. Like you can put it on. It's so light. You don't feel like you've got it on. <clears throat> it breathes beautifully. You've got a hood on there if you need it, but you can also stow your hood away if you don't need it. We've introduced all these little little geeky details, if I can call them that, just to make it that little bit more special, you know. And uh, we have the same technology in our dual drive waterproof jacket for cycling as well, which is also an amazing piece. And uh, and so now, obviously, as this has become a real success and people are starting to recognise Odlo as this a brand that is is serious about running, um, we're going to start bringing in more of these, let's say, more technical pieces, high price point pieces to really further and continue to elevate the brand of these uh, for our more serious and disconcerting consumers. Yeah. Yeah, I do love, um, I have touched the dual dry jacket before. It is incredible <laughs> and it's great for trail running. Um, yeah, I think I got a couple of my first pieces right before I went on a trip to the Oregon coast and it rained cause Oregon and it was great. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely love that jacket. Um, so I think, yeah, I that's, think that's, that's really one we're really proud of. I mean, because of what it's done and, uh, and now we've, um, taking the initiative to introduce a small trail, specific trail range for Odlo. So we call it our Axe Alp collection. So spring, summer 21, you will see. So very shortly within the next couple of months, it hit in the stores, we've introduced a small capsule collection for trail runners. And the brief was simple, make sure there's storage on these pieces, make sure it's lightweight, it's breathable, and it's going to be, be able to put up with wearing a backpack, uh, you know, taking a, taking a, a day in the hills, a day in the mountains, you know, and, and mm-hmm. being one of these pieces that you'll want to maybe even also wear when you're running around the streets or in the local park because it's so versatile because of these stowage options. You know, you can stuff your gloves in the back, your beanie, your cap, whatever, you know, and, and your gels if you're going on a longer run. So really thinking about how we can integrate two or three different pieces to make these products, again, versatile, you know. So I think I'm looking forward to hearing what the consumers think about this stuff because we've used amazing materials also recycled materials beautiful four-way stretch on the shorts with an inner liner with that uh, with our with our it's amazingly comfortable inner liner short so we're yeah we're really excited about seeing what consumers think about that product we've uh, we've got it in front of our trial team so we sponsor a trial team in france and okay. uh, they they love it they're super excited about it and they'll be obviously putting it through its paces when it lands uh, this summer. And, uh, and we will continue to, the idea is to continue to expand on that range. And in full winter, we will also have a, a trail mid layer with, again, these multiple pockets, functionality, br- brushed fleece, but also with the DWR coating to give you some water, uh, water resistance. Also the tights with ceramic warm. I mean, they're going to be really nice technical pieces. And I think, I hope we hit the mark with this stuff because I think with all our, knowledge and material expertise i feel we're in the right spot and now we just got to uh, convince the consumers that it's the right spot right yeah absolutely well it sounds really exciting i'm a big trail runner so i'm very excited to see this line come cool. to fruition cool. <laughs> that's great so um in terms of sustainability i mean that's really kind of my main focus with Oddlo and you guys, I mean, I love the sustainability story. I love what the brand is doing. In your humble opinion, what do you think product production is going to look like 
in the foreseeable future for Odlo in regards to sustainability? Do you think you'll be able to hit that 100% in, let's say, a 10-year time? Or what do you think those steps look like for you guys? I mean, if I if I look at my own uh, areas of responsibility, as I, as I mentioned earlier, I think the, the main thing is to really go with a, a fine-tooth comb, a microscope on every product we renew with a sustainable lens. That's that's kind of me a given now. And even actually was it a couple of weeks ago, the materials team came to me with a, a whole palette of materials that were sustainable and could re- directly replace, let's say, non-sustainable materials in the current range. So we took mm-hmm. the, we were quite late in the day, but we took the decision then, like, hey, if we can do it now with the least amount of pain and and uh, disruption, then we should do it now. So we took that 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 uh, challenge and we did it. So even styles that we were not intending to renew, we basically renewed from a material perspective. The style is unchanged. The consumer won't notice the difference, but it's mm-hmm. now made of recycled polyester. So we really take every opportunity to to increase our or decrease our footprint and increase our sustainability storage from a material perspective. And now obviously the the goal is is to Whether we get will we get to 100 percent? I don't know. I'll be totally honest on that. I mean, the goal is it's it's a stretch goal. And I'd really like to believe one day we will. And sustainability, as we mentioned earlier, is is, it's a it's a bigger picture than just your materials. It's also your transport. It's the people you work with. It's how the facilities and the the garment makers, how sustainable are they? Right. I mean, it's, it's a huge The whole supply chain needs to be looked at in detail. So I think there's there's mm-hmm. more pieces that are kind of outside my scope to really make a good comment on. But within my area of control, if I can word it like that, then uh, that's 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 always the goal to look at every single sustainable alternative and and continue to where we can have stuff in Europe, you know, where it makes sense. Because sometimes you you almost shoot yourself in your foot. You got to you want to produce in Europe, but you can't get the material in Europe. The sustainable material, so you have to import it from Asia, and it's kind of ah, uh, hold on a minute, that doesn't feel mm-hmm. right. So sometimes it just makes more sense to produce it in Asia and then ship it to Europe, and then you know. So there's there's yeah, lots yeah. of we, we you kind of have to weigh the the pros and cons of some of the decisions you make before you do it, not just blindly press the button. So uh, it's a it's a complex, I guess, a complex uh, story. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I think, yeah, the auto team is doing a phenomenal job of navigating it and really setting the bar, too. I mean, the industry is going to have to keep up with you guys. And I personally think that's really exciting that you're kind of leading the charge here and you're carrying that torch. So, yeah, and it's a a real it's a real company wide policy. Right. So that's what makes Mm -hmm. it, you know, it gives us the we got the support company wide to get this done. Simple as that. Yeah, it's great. Again, when I joined Odlo, we were we really thought about how, okay, this this whole zero distraction thing is quite an important filter for us. And uh, and what I would what are we really pushing for now more than ever is to get more and more people to test our product. So we've really, you know, at the end of the day, you can you can have when you're doing your fit testing in the office with your models or with your mannequins, you're never going to pick up on all these little details, these little niggly details that you only truly discover is that if that's the right word when you're out in a 20k or 20 mile run in the mountains right so we're really now utilizing all our uh, sports marketing assets we're utilizing our the Odlo team because there's a lot of very very sporty people at Odlo 
cyclists, runners, skiers, you can imagine, right? A company like God knows mm-hmm. a lot of people that take part in sport. And just, you know, friends and family of all these, but obviously also linked to sport or uh, in many ways. So we really try and get our product tested as much as possible. So that, that's, I would suggest talk to Adrian <laughs> and see why, <laughs> see why he can get you to test because we just want to hear as much consumer feedback as possible. And because at the end of the day, it makes our product better. And I'd rather hear from someone, hey, this, this seam wasn't right, this pocket's in the wrong position, this zipper doesn't work for me, than just someone saying, hey, your product's great. Because mm-hmm. then I, I think, you know, there's, there's never any product that's 100% perfect. I don't believe that. I think there's always room for improvement. And, you know, we, we really respect our consumers and our wear testers' point of view on that and try and integrate their feedback into the next iteration of that product. So it, it's super important. And, uh, yeah, I just I can only reiterate that and say, we, we know, we just need to talk to more people and, and get it out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's always the best feedback, right? 100%. Anything. Yeah, you always want something, something to improve on because there's always that room to do so. Yeah, for sure. So thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you too. It's been great. Um, Yeah, like I said, I I have a million great things to say about Oddlow. Everyone I've interacted with is, everyone's just so smart, so passionate, so about people and planet. And it's it's great to see as a brand partner. I really appreciate working with brands like you guys and the individuals behind the brands. It's been fun with this initiative to get to know more people on the Oddlow side. So appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. You're very welcome.